0: Midi clinicians are menopause experts offering safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of Midi patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com.
1: Grab a cup of tea or a glass of wine and tune in for inspired conversations with publisher Linda Joy on Tuesdays at 2 p.m. Eastern. Linda creates sacred space for leading female luminaries, empowering authors, heart-centered female entrepreneurs, coaches, and healers, a soulful venue where guests openly share the fears and obstacles they've overcome, wisdom and lessons learned, and the personal journey that led them to the transformational work they do in the world, inspired conversations to empower you on your path to authentic, soulful living.
2: Welcome to Inspired Conversations. I'm your host, Linda Joy, publisher of Aspire Magazine, the premier inspirational digital magazine for women since 2006. You know, all of my brands, whether it's this show, Aspire Mag, my book publishing, I have one mission, one mission I have been dedicated to for decades, and that's to bring you conversations and resources and content that inspires you, my beautiful friend, to live a deeper, more authentic life, to live an inspired life. And a lot of this show is about bringing you conversations with women who have um, overcome so many things in their life to come out stronger, more powerful, and more inspired than ever. And that's why I'm so excited to say that author, thought leader, and sought-after speaker, Anita Myers, is here with me today. And let me tell you, Anita knows the journey it takes to climb out from the shadowed trenches created by the ones who mattered, who influenced, who manipulated and controlled, and who almost won her over. Her transformational story highlights, and that's why she's here today, we're going to talk about this, highlights that finding strength, peace, and power after trauma is possible. So let me tell you a little bit about her. Anita is a certified professional coach and trainer in proving the world of emotional power. As an agent of emotional intelligence, she founded Interscope Consulting back in 2011 and has been impacting hearts across the U.S. and abroad with her focus on the powers that reside within us and how to use them productively. She's the author of, and I love this title, The Undercover Superhero. Mission Impossible is an inside job, which is inspiring the hearts of men and women to seize their days instead of having their days seized from them. As you'll discover, her mission is to bring emotional intelligence to the forefront of the wellness industry by spotlighting the proper ways to harness your mind power so you can master your universe. Welcome, Anita. Thank you so much for having me, and wow, what a wonderful introduction. I feel so happy to hear you say the things you said. Thank you so much. So uh, I love meeting and connecting with a woman who, like I say, have had a kind of a messy life, right? Cause <laughs> I, I'm, I'm raising my hand. It Come on, everybody. Right. I know you're raising your hand too, right? But, but I've always been one. Even when I was at my darkest, lowest days, I've always been drawn to stories of courage, resiliency, um, you know, oh, the the overcoming spirit, right? So when I learned about you, I said, "Oh, girl, we're going to have a conversation today."
3: <laughs> so I look forward to that. I'm, I'm excited to be able to talk with you about as much as we can
2: in the time that we have, and uh, to meet you. So thank you so much for the opportunity. Oh, you're welcome. So. Take us back to when your journey began. So I know you wrote the book, The Undercover Superhero, and it's about your journey. Part of it is about your personal journey of healing, and then the other part is you know, self-help. Take us back to your own personal journey that led you to where you are today, because I, I believe our past leaves breadcrumbs that leads us to our mission
3: right well i think that you know when i look at the beginning of things we we share our we share our stories very well with so many people because we all were born and we are reared in a certain way with a certain community a certain type of family a structure and some of the definitions that are shared by people that don't exactly line up with true definitions of what they should be and in my growing up Um, I have my parents that they came from uh, India. They came from two different parts of India. And, you know, when they come here, now when we look at hindsight 2020, we can look at it as we mature that they probably had some struggle in figuring out how they need to take care of certain things here. However, in the process of their parenting, you know, there's the idea of trying to figure out who you are when you are in a new place. And for me, I was born and raised in Chicago, but my parents came from, obviously, where they came from. And in that experience, the the relationship between the two of them was a tumultuous one. And so on top of that, we have, you know, the the parent structure where I've got my mother and my father and myself. There's no other family member, so it's just us. We've got the way that uh, my father was in what he believed in his values and how he perceived things in his life with his own mannerisms. And we had my mother who had a different scope of things. And in all of that, I I grew up really not understanding what my identity was, what my purpose was, because I was caught between, uh, you know, uh, spousal frustrations, um, a ton of emotional abuse, a ton of confusion, um, and a lot of rules that were placed that didn't really have a whole lot of meaning. Uh, it had a lot of meaning for who they're coming from, but it didn't have a lot of meaning from the person receiving it. It didn't make any sense. A lot of things didn't make sense. So as I was growing up, my home life was, as you said earlier, messy, very emotionally messy. And as I stepped out of the house and went into school, you know, you reach the elementary age. And you're going to school and you have the environment of people there. And in that environment of people, there are some really great apples, but there's a lot of bad ones. And maybe those bad ones came from similar situations as uh, my book shares. And so as I'm going through school, I now encounter um, bullies. The first encounter was truly from a teacher who had, um, had her opinion on who were her favorites and who weren't. And back in the day when we were growing up, when I was growing up, I still kind of look back, I, I jokingly say this, but it's in seriousness, it's not funny. Uh but you think about the Blues Brothers, if anyone had ever seen that show or that movie. When you see the Blues Brothers and they meet the the penguin who's the their nun. That when they went to the school, they learned, and everyone that I can talk to can relate to this. Where you had an instructor of some sort, and they would use a rod or a ruler or some kind of thing to um, instill instill corporate punishment for any wrongdoings, whether you swore or you did something wrong. And um, I, I knew this about many of my friends who experienced that with uh, piano instructors and whatnot. So with my teacher, being you know, the, it was a first grade teacher. The way she had handled her classroom, there was a lot of fear in there. There were people that were scot-free, and there were people that lived in fear, children that lived in fear, and I was one of them. I, I, I remembered waking up every morning, and um, I remember my mom noticing that I would always throw up before I'd go to school, and she wondered why. Now, imagine, imagine well, how old am I when I'm in first grade, Six, six years old maybe, five, six years old. So she suddenly noticed that, you know, I wasn't eating any breakfast and I would just rather throw up before I go to school. It was just a habit. And that took a long time for me to get rid of that habit because I was so scared, but I always acted like I was okay. And I always kept moving forward. Like I was going to conquer it somehow. I didn't know how, but my anxiety on the inside, just, I had it. I just was nervous. I didn't want to be the one that would get in trouble by her. And I certainly didn't want to have her yelling at me. I don't know what would have happened to me. And, um, it carried on to the bullies in third grade through fifth grade. There were there was a group of girls that uh, had it in for me every time I walked home, and the things that they had said were things that were really hard to imagine that someone could think up something as awful as they did. Um, every day going home, you know, having to go to school, having to deal with you know, instructing uh, instructor like that and then eventually having to deal with uh, bullies that just the words were always that I wasn't good enough, that I wasn't valuable enough. I didn't, I didn't make the cut in society. And then I'd go home and enter my house and I didn't make the cut there either. I was, I just, so I spent a lot of my time dealing with that. And it eventually led to poor decisions in relationships. What I saw
2: that was supposed to be love. Is not at all love.
3: No, I can say that. Oh. Back then, I didn't know.
2: And I'm sure many women listening can relate because our young years set our, as my friend Mel Duane says, it sets our love story. The story we believe about love is set as a young child. So I can see yeah. how your story was being formed, right? As so many of us, our childhood affects that. So it sounded like it became a pattern and that it became almost expected. Yes, As and, you navigated know,
3: life, it was. Right, right. I mean, for me, I would think that when I look at everything that happened, those are your definitions. As you mentioned with Mal Duane, yes, I mean, that's exactly it. You know, it's kind of set in your system. That's your formidable years. So these are your definitions. And really what I got out of it with everything that I had learned was, uh, you know, even today I can say I'm a people pleaser. But back then, the people pleasing was too, uh, the, to a to it was almost like crossing the point of no return. Uh, you know, you you give so much of yourself just to get that nod of approval. Good girl, you're a good daughter. You've done a good thing. You know, get if you got an A, why is it an A plus? If you get an A plus, then you're a good girl. You know, you strive, and you 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 almost feel like an emotional Cinderella with the with the stepsisters constantly looking for something that you need to do, and you're still not really going to quite get that approval, Uh, there'll be something wrong, and as you get older, you know, you have those habits, and you think that this is what you're supposed to do, because if you do this, you know, it's like the Pavlov theory, you know, with the the dogs, you do this, the bell rings, you salivate, right, so in this case, um, looking for that approval was important to me. I also had to play a part of of trying to fit in into the society that I had. So I, I was very good in being observant, and I was very quiet as I was observing. And then when I would open up and talk, when I would go to school, you know, over the time I would try to adapt to what worked. And sometimes I understood it, and sometimes I didn't. But as I got older, it was that that, that underlying habit of wanting to make sure that whoever I was with was happy, even if I wasn't. And that ended Mm. up taking me down the rabbit hole of um, losing myself in the pleasure of other people's needs. And it was, it got so bad that, you know, um, I, I saw how I would, I, you know, it's like oh, you almost have like two personalities. But I don't want to say that it's a split personality situation. But you have so many roles that you play, and there's a part of you that's your spirit, and there's a part of you that's a human. And so your spirit recognizes so many more things and tries to talk to your human self, if that makes any sense. And the human self is like your mind and what you're learning here, and you have this argument with each other. I hope that makes sense to people that are out there. Um, it does. It makes
2: it, Yes, it makes sense. And I have a question because as all these young this whole pattern that formed as a child, as you said, followed you into adulthood. When we come back from our break, I want to talk about how you started to switch it because a lot of us carry the stories and wounds from our childhood, but let's talk about how you switched it because to me that is the most powerful part of your story, right? Is okay. um, How do we, shift a way of being when it became the core right of our identity because i can imagine that that journey was not only trying but as we see now inspiring also so we'll be back in a moment i'm with anita myers certified professional coach and trainer and author of the undercover superhero you can learn more at innerscope 365.com we'll be back in a moment
4: a conscious lifestyle For a mindful life, OM Times Radio, IOM FM.
0: Brain fog, insomnia, moodiness, achy joints, weight gain. Maybe you're thinking they're all just part of getting older. Or that's what your doctor tells you. But Midi Health understands that for women over 40, they can all be connected. Hormonal changes that happen during perimenopause and menopause are at the root of dozens of symptoms women experience When your body changes, your care should too. Book your virtual visit today at JoinMidi.com. That's JoinMidi.com. Brain fog, insomnia, moodiness, weight gain maybe you think they're just part of getting older, but Midi Health understands that for women over 40, they can all connect to menopause. It's at the root of dozens of symptoms we experience, not just hot flashes.
1: Inspiring and supporting women on the path of self discovery. Claim your free digital subscription today, which includes access to thousands of dollars of personal development bonus gifts from Team Inspiration Partners. Claim your Aspire magazine subscription today at subscribe to Aspire.com.
4: Are you trying to get from point A to point B and need a little advice? Connect with the counselors at OM Times Advisors. Whether you're looking for a life coach or a spiritual intuitive, the advisors participating at advisors.omtimes.com were carefully chosen based on their gifts, skills, and professionalism. Ohm Times Advisors, connecting you with the best advisors in the business.
1: Do you have time to read that inspiring book or that blog post you've been meaning to get to? In your busy world, how do you improve yourself and keep your life going? I'm Lisa Kay, and my Between Heaven and Earth radio show can transform your life just by listening. Be uplifted with inspiring topics, positive stories, and ideas that really work. Between Heaven and Earth radio is conscious living for your soul, every Wednesday at 4 p.m.
0: Eastern Time.
4: Hey, America, we need to have a little talk. We've got more food than we know what to do within this country, yet 17 million kids in America are struggling with hunger. Makes no sense. Luckily, the Feeding America
3: nationwide network of food banks has volunteers gathering excess food and getting it to hungry kids. They're kind of like food angels. Hey, become a food angel yourself by supporting Feeding America and your local food bank at feedingamerica.org. We can't do it without your help. Brought to
2: you by Feeding America and the Ad Council.
4: This is OTRFM part of the IOM radio network.
2: Welcome back. You're listening to Inspired Conversations. I'm your host, Linda Joy. And today we're talking about really healing the wounds of the past, the trauma, um, whatever it may have been that we've noticed that we've been carrying on our, throughout you know, many parts of our life and how to release it and what's waiting for you on the other side once you do. With me today is um, Anita Myers. So, Anita, you know, I can't even imagine the denseness. I have a seven-year-old granddaughter who's in second grade, so, you know, she's an empath, she's a sensitive. And I can't imagine her experience in some of the energies um, that you experience. As you described, you start to carry it on and identify and go into the over-pleasing and I'm sure a lot of women can relate because this is, a, this is a, a story that many women struggle with. They lose their own identity in people pleasing. When did you wake up one day and just say, enough is enough? This is not a true story. This is just an identity I took on, but it's not really mine. Like, was there a moment or was it a gradual unfolding? I I was going to say, I wish
3: it was like what you see in the movies where you have that one moment. And maybe it's true. Maybe there are people out there that have that one moment. Uh, I think for a lot of us, uh, I'm going to speak for those that that might feel the same way that I feel, Uh, I I think for for a lot of us, we wish for that one moment. But because of our stubbornness, uh, our fears, our intimidations, and the unknown, we might uh, step forward and step back in kind of like I give an example when I check to someone else about this where you know, imagine um, I've seen a video many videos actually but this one video about an abused puppy. And this puppy has been in the cage for as long as possible and they're finally going to let this dog out into the beautiful grass. Oh, my gosh. Before we think about what the environment was for that puppy being in a cage, being in a puppy mill or whatever their story was, it was an abusive experience. And now they've rescued the puppy and they're they're there to say, we're going to set you free. We're going to give you a good place in life. You open up that cage. And you just have this expectation, just it's, it's just it's gonna run out and just go right into the to the grass and just roll around like a puppy should. And what you end up really seeing is a puppy that's just looking at the exit gate and going, I don't know what to do with this and they step out slowly and they come back into the cage and they just need time. And it's all that unknown. They don't know what that's supposed to feel like. They are unsure, but they do know what it's like to be in the cage. That's what they it becomes what I sometimes say it's an uncomfortable comfort zone. It, they're they're comfortable being uncomfortable because it's a habit. And so for me, that moment, there were several moments where I started, I have always felt in my heart from childhood all the way till the point where I was in an abusive relationship that landed me in the hospital, uh, waking up to seeing my parents at the end of the bed and just the utter level of, of failure that I felt about my living because of the choices I made and not knowing what's right and wrong anymore, not knowing. Um, There were so many times underneath all of that that there was a part of me that believed that I deserved better. I just didn't understand the equations of everybody else. I thought my equation was A plus B equals C, period, end of story. But everyone else was giving me these complicated equations that didn't make sense to me. So there was always a part of me that wanted to live. There's the spirit in me that wanted to live, wanted to survive it, wanted to conquer it, but just didn't know how. And I was very suppressed by how society wanted things to be. You see it now even. We're we're held back by what the media says. We're held back by what everyone says. So when I, um, I think one of the first moments was, I mean, I had six attempts of leaving the relationship that I was in that was abusive. I tried leaving six times. So that tells you under all of those six, some people are going to, how did you take it six times? But the truth is, is in your heart you want it. But your mind says, uh-uh, the habit. You don't know where you're going to go. The language that's been used, no one's going to want you. Who's going to want you? Who's going to want to be with you? I'm all you want. I'm all you need. And once you're out there, you'll be all alone. you can come back to me. And those things methodically said have you wondering, doubting. So the six attempts were there for me to leave, and that last attempt landed me in the hospital. And I just didn't even know what's right or wrong. So in my story, with what I went through, I've always believed in myself somewhere deep inside, but I was buried alive by everybody's emotional dirt. And it was almost coming to a point where that emotional murder that was, you know, attempted murder, if you will, was happening, would slowly almost become a physical suicide. And when I got to a point in my life where uh, there was a point that I mentioned in the book where it was just the most incredible temptation to just get out of here didn't feel that the value was necessary I, I can only value myself for so long. And I thought that, you know, I think I've just hung on for long enough. I don't want to anymore. It was a really emotional day for me. And, um, I would say that it is, for me, my connection where I share in the book where God came in and shared his message with me, and I could have ignored it. I know I could have, but I chose to pause, and in that pause, I gave it a chance, it was that last breath I had I was so tempted you have no idea the level of temptation I had for myself on this one but I did pause and I think that from that point onwards I had refocused my attention from everything on the outside to everything on the inside and that's where you know you hear you mentioned my website is Interscope 365 and that was really about looking within every single frickin day of your life now it wasn't an automatic launching pad for my success it was a slow and steady puppy coming out of the cage a couple of steps out one step back in three steps out one more step back in but every time I started to take a chance and say yes to the things I believed was a yes i I see that the reaction was good And I said no to the things I really believed. to say. I had to say no. What's the worst that's going to happen? I've already gone through it. I'll just say no. And I would get real respect for it. And I started to recognize this thing of respect, standing up and saying what I felt. As long as I said it with respect out of my mouth, I know I did the right thing. I started creating values for myself. I started looking at, you know, I lived off of everybody else's definition, and I wanted to create my own. When I had the time to recover from the damage that that individual had put me in at my parents' home, away from everything, I looked and revisited me, and I rebuilt, and I realized something. People in society were building my house of straw and sticks, and at this point, I said I was going to build my house of bricks if anyone understands that, that hey, symbolism hey, yeah. of the three pegs, uh, the three little pigs, I got that. That's the way I felt. And every brick I was going to painstakingly take my time to put together. And so where I am today, you know, I'm 47 today and I launched this book this year So imagine the number of years it took. And this is the reason why that, uh, in 2011, I made it a point that I wanted to open up a business. Uh, As you and Maldwin and all the other wonderful leaders out there, we do the things that we do because we've reached a point where we say, we never want anyone to go through the length of time it took for us to get to where we are today. If we can help them shortchange that, if we can give them uh, no more scenic route that's really uncomfortable and ugly and sad and and, and horrible, let's give them the, the one door to enter that's a lot faster to their success and joy from within.
2: Oh, it's so true, and part of what I believe in and come to find out from my own journey, um, which is different from yours but mirrors a lot because feelings are feelings, right? So the story mm-hmm. in the container can be different, but is once I started looking inward and redefining who I was based on myself, so our journeys were similar there. Right, right down, our journeys are so similar that I was sitting in a car one day contemplating the same thing, and I had my moment of... Um, of knowing that I was here for so much more, and I turned on the car and drove away instead of ending my life, which I wrote about in one of my older books but so I get mm-hmm. you, I get the feeling. What I want the listeners to hear when we come back from break is what actual steps did you take to start shifting let's give them some inspiring guidance and advice and tips and strategies because you know there's someone listening right now that's hurting, so oh, i want to man. instead of i don't want to feed their pain, I want to feed their their vision for what could be, right? Um, yeah. So when we come back from our break, um, Anita's going to be sharing some of the ways, some of the actual steps or strategies that she used to begin her healing journey back to herself. And I'll be back in a moment with Anita Myers of Innerscope365.com. We'll be right back.
4: Free your mind, expand your soul. Om Times Radio.
1: Ladies, do you suffer with chronic pain that prevents you from living an active, happy life? It's time to get the professional support to let go of the long-standing patterns in your body, mind, and emotions that are causing your pain. When you clear the emotional, spiritual, and physical patterns that fuel your pain cycle, you can live a pain-free, pleasure-filled life once again. Stop the Pain specialist Jacqueline Kane merges 15 years in private practice as a healer and over 30 years in healthcare with her innate wisdom and a multitude of healing modalities, including Bowen work, EFT, evolutionary meditation, soul clearing, and ancestral energy clearing to create unique results-oriented healing protocol for each. She sees clients virtually and in her Connecticut office.
4: Co-creating a more conscious lifestyle.
0: Hi everyone, this is Shay Parker, the host of Best of the Best, which airs live right here on IOM Radio every Tuesday night at 8 p.m. Eastern and 5 p.m. Pacific. I'm super excited to bring you expert guest Brain fog, insomnia, moodiness, achy joints, weight gain. Maybe you're thinking they're all just part of getting older. Or that's what your doctor tells you. But MIDI Health understands that for women over 40, Taylor treatment plan for your symptoms and health history so you can get back to feeling great. 91% of MIDI patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. When your body changes, your care should too. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. That's joinmidi.com. It's true that some things change as we get older, but if you're a woman over 40 and you're dealing with insomnia, brain fog, moodiness, and weight gain, free psychic greetings, and so much more. I can promise that you will not want to miss this one-of-a-kind, fun, yet-touching, down-to-earth show. Join us every Tuesday night at 8 p.m. Eastern, 9 p.m. Pacific on OTRFM. This is Shay Parker, and I can't wait to see you there.
4: The number one reason girls drop out of school in sub-Saharan Africa is lack of access to feminine hygiene products. The Pads for School Girls Project, an outreach of Humanity Healing International, is changing this paradigm by setting up sewing programs at schools, teaching girls a vocational skill while producing the reusable pads that help keep them attending classes. The girls pay it forward by making and giving pad kits to other girls in need. To learn more, visit humanityhealing.org. Humanity Healing is where your heart is. A Conscious Lifestyle for a Mindful Life. OM Times Radio, IOM FM.
2: Welcome back. You're listening to Inspired Conversations. I'm so glad you're here with us today. So, Anita, when you had that epiphany and said you were going to start building your house with bricks and started like really making more conscious decisions, right? Because when we're wounded, we're, everything we do is from an unconscious place. What are some of the actual things you did, like for me, it was starting a gratitude practice, um going for a walk every day, like I had a shift. Was there any things like that that you grabbed onto at the beginning of your journey that you feel made a big difference in helping you along?
3: Absolutely. there are a million wonderful strategies and options and alternatives to what we what we have been given from others and you know I think when it comes to the book I, I wanted to make sure that I helped this is one of the hard parts is I wanted to have people engage with that pain uh, they've got something that they can relate to and then take them out of that situation through different strategies Now I can't give all the strategies because we don't have enough time of the day obviously but uh, some of the strategies that I think are so important all all revolve around vision, your um, your dialogue, and all of that, what I mean is, is not what you see outside there, what you see within yourself, and then turning that from what it is, whatever that vision is into, you know, manifesting it into what it can be in your reality. I think the best inventors in the world have this thing called imagination, and we're given that gift also. It's a huge power. So one of the first things that I would, you know, share with people to engage in is Go towards what that vision of what your life should be like, what you deserve. You know, we think about, this is something that's been said forever. I don't know how many many years it's been going on, but we talk about vision boards, right? That was a big thing. It still is a big thing. It shouldn't be trendy and gone. You should bring it back into your life. You envision what you believe should be your life. You envision how it's supposed to take place. When you go through that envision feeling, you then want to address that with your inner dialogue. So it's one thing to view it. It's one thing to put that, that vision board together, a vision wall, or even have one frame, whatever that thing is. What's the dialogue that's going to support that? And so in my world, yeah, I absolutely, back then it wasn't a vision board, but I made a vision album. I remembered reading Chicken Soup for the Soul, because I'll tell you this. One of the things you'll see in the book, there's a couple, there's two things that are actually really uh, You'll notice it in the book where every chapter was given a song. And When you look at how life is, you can relate yourself to some songs out there that help you get through something, that help you identify with your situation. Sometimes it's mirroring your situation. Other times it's rescuing you from the situation. So in my book, every chapter has a song. Songs are very important to me. I would go to that so I could could release some of my emotions. I didn't have anyone to go to. It was me on my own, and in terms of healing, you know, there was a lot of issues happening between my mom and my dad, so I couldn't run to either of them, and the friends I had weren't really available to help me through those things. So the only mentorship I had was me, myself, and the and the man upstairs. So I was given these blessings by listening to certain songs. Suddenly you notice uh, you're in the you're in the car, you're feeling a certain feeling. You put on the radio and there's that song. It's like it was perfect saying exactly what I was feeling. So I identified that way through song. I would look at, uh, we would read books, and one of the books that I read, which was the very beginning, was Jack Canfield. It was uh, Chicken Soup for the Soul. And in that, one of the stories had me recognize the power of a vision board. Uh, or I, I think at the time it was a vision album, so I put together a vision album. I wanted that. And when you do that, we all know, anyone that's involved with this, it does, open up doors and pathways to getting what it is you want. You suddenly are looking at it. You're taking it out of your mind and dumping it right in front of your eyes so the physical self of you can see it. So um, those are really important things. Then you have, like I said, the inner dialogue. What are you saying to support it, as I mentioned before? What is it that you're saying? And if you are struggling and saying it with full belief, you have to do the work into finding out What's causing you to not say it in that full-flowing, strong energy and working on that? I obviously will say prayer is very important. If you, you know, there's people that pray and they pray in a very shallow way. It's a quick prayer, you know, like when they thank you for our food and then they're done and start eating. And then there's people that really are praying from their heart, from their soul, like they're opening up the gates from their spirit into the world above and around us asking for the guidance that we need and keeping an open observation to some of the signs that are there that are allowing you in. Someone once said to me, um, if, if things seem completely out of whack, crazy, that's God. (laughs) And that's God's plan. Because usually you think it's supposed to go in a certain way, but you're taken off the beaten path and you're shown a new background, a new, or I should say, but like a new backdrop to whatever your environment is. Um, I believe that in my breathing exercises, that was another really wonderful thing because breathing saves your life. Whether you cry your eyes out and you're hyperventilating, that hyperventilation is your body saving you. So I would engage myself with meditation, and what, what did I meditate on? I would just meditate on the vision I had to have the life I believe I deserved, I needed where it would be filled with love, filled with good friendships, filled with success. And I was willing to put the work into it. And one by one, as I would commit to those, you know, seemingly simple things I'm mentioning to you, you know, people are always looking for a very complicated um, path to their success. And it really is actually going back to the simplicity of it, Your, your breath, the way you see things and how you speak to yourself. Everything else will follow. I I believe that hundred percent. You put your oh, concentration. Yeah, it's the law of attraction in
2: action, right? You become that, what that you a think. That law of attraction and
3: action. You got that right, my friend. Well,
2: that's I've exactly. been living that 28 years, and what <laughs> that's how I changed my life. It's I had to change. I had a first, and you just touched on this. You just used different language, but it's I had to become. I think we all have to become aware when a thought or belief is not in our highest and best. The moment of awareness is, means transformation can take place. So it's like people think, how did you change your thoughts? I go, first I had to become aware that the thoughts I was having were not at my highest and best, you know, those negative, like everything you've been talking about. Once mm-hmm. we have the awareness and we go, oh, then the power becomes ours again, we have the choice to choose a new thought. If we don't choose a new thought, then we're choosing to live where we are. But the power has always been ours. That was the thing that changed my life, the power of choice. I get to choose my thoughts, which means if you choose your thoughts, you choose your beliefs. If you choose your beliefs, you choose how your life unfolds. And it, it took away my whole victim mentality that I carried for 35 years and said, ah, shit. It's now in my hands. <laughs> All right, now believe me, I, I took a temper tantrum with the divine when I found that out. um When I yeah. woke up 28 years ago, I was like, I don't want to be in control of my destiny. I kind of, it was safer to feel like the victim. And then when right. I said, no, this is fun, I never had a choice of what to think, what to believe. How to feel, you know, at that time because of childhood. Yeah, but it's now strange. it's such a yeah. I go now we have we take choice on your own hands, right? Yes, and it, and honestly, there's the flip side too. Sorry, but there's no more excuses, right? Because once you have the awareness, you can't go back to being unconscious. The choice is always yours what you choose to think about, and exactly. that was really hard for me to swallow. Because I'm like, no, it's not. You don't know what happened to me. And and then I realized, doesn't matter what happened to you. Your thoughts about what happened to you are controlling your happiness now, in this moment, in this day. You know, from 20 years ago, why are you going to keep carrying the past into the story? You need to be present here in your life, the life that the divine has given you to be here another day. That shifted right. everything. I wish, like you said, it wasn't overnight for me either. I started the journey back to myself. And honestly, it never ends. Here I am 28 years later. Right. The journey's still so unfolding, right? Shifted. I just That's keep right. <laughs> more layers, more understanding of myself, a closer relationship with the divine. Just, I never want that journey to end because it's like sacred gifts of myself are being revealed all the time, as I'm sure you discovered. On your own healing journey. I did. And I love that you mentioned the word choice because that is one that is
3: the most powerful power that we have and it's it's often not used. And it's you know, we when we're brought up in the type of uh definitions that we're brought up in in terms of being a people pleaser, we spe- I hear a lot of women say this too, where they feel bad to make that choice. They feel bad uh, that they, you know, that they said no to something, that they don't want to hurt someone's feelings in, in doing something that felt right for them. And instead, if we could put our, our focus on feeling good to make that decision, that it's okay, that, you know, you are also entitled and you deserve to have the power to say no. And it doesn't, it doesn't mean no never, it just means no not right now. You know, and when we, I used to always put these, these, these feelings, these negative feelings next to things that are truly powerfully wonderful for me. So, yes, when I started to change the way I was choosing things and I would put so much love into that choice, I actually would convince other people to feel the same feeling. Like, that's a great idea. You should do that. You know, and it was really nice to be able to see that I was able to control my life versus having my life controlled by others. And that was a surprise. I didn't know I could have that. And it's, what's interesting is that the way I've lived my life, I've always tried to live as confidently as I could from the outside, but feeling so insecure on the inside. And I needed to work with myself myself. So that I could actually mimic what I am on the outside from what I am on the inside. That's how it's supposed to be. That's the full-fledged feeling of absolute power for ourselves. And so I realized I gave everybody power to take over me. And I took that power back and it's now i feel complete now i feel whole now i realize what it feels like to step into my own light and you know one of the things that i talk about in the book that i think is was was something for me it might be for some but i used to watch i used to watch television a lot in the 70s and 80s you know and uh that was my way of getting away from things and the things i watched the the ones that i that the programs that i watched that really influenced me uh, one of them involved mr rogers who became my heart hero um, and and Wonder Woman, the, one of the coolest, most beautiful superheroines I have seen. And those influences, uh, actually, you know, there's many others, but those influences were very strong for me that helped me keep my spirit in that place of it's possible. It's If they can do it, it's possible. And um, the struggle was real, but when I got to the point of being in an age that I felt I needed to start making changes, I always went back to what they would say to me or in in the way that they implied things or the words or, you know, um, it really led me to really appreciating superheroes because those superheroes that are out there engage in power and they stand true on their values and the world can go crazy around them, but they still stay strong to who they are and eventually people adapt and I saw that happen out there made me say that, you know what, this is where the Undercover Superhero had to be created for everyone else to see that too.
2: I love that. And when we come back from our final break, I'm curious of where you got the name of the book. So let's talk about that in our final segment. And I'll be back in a moment with Anita Myers. You can learn more about the work she's doing in the world as well as her new book at Interscope365.com. We'll be right back.
4: This is OTRFM, part of the IOM Radio Network.
1: It's time to free your voice and transform your life. When you learn to align your inner truth with your outer voice, you step into your intuitive feminine power and enhance your ability to create and live the life of your dreams. Kathleen Gubitosi, performing artist and professional voice strategist and creatrix of the magic of voice alchemy, Guides emerging and established performers, business leaders, and heart centered entrepreneurs to set their sacred message free and deeply connect with their ideal audience at home, at work, and on stage by channeling the most potent gift on earth their voices. Whether through Kathleen's personal, professional, or performance path offerings, you'll learn the physical, metaphysical, and spiritual methods to activate your voice power. And you'll learn the individual characteristics of your divine voice goddess. Learn more at KathleenGubitosi.com.
4: OM Times Magazine is one of the leading online content providers of positivity, wellness, and personal empowerment. A philanthropic organization. Their net proceeds are funneled to support worldwide charity initiatives via Humanity Healing International. Through their commitment to creating community and providing conscious content, they aspire to uplift humanity on a global scale. Om Times, co creating a more conscious lifestyle.
0: It took a little getting used to. She has these weird games she likes to play, like this giant feather. She sticks it in my face, I swat it away. She sticks it in my face. I swat it away. It's almost like she thinks I enjoy it. But seeing how much fun she gets out of it, well, I guess it makes it all worth it. Humans. A
3: person is the best thing to happen to a shelter pet. Be that person. Adopt. Brought to you by the Ad Council and the shelter project.org.
0: This is Terry Van Horn, and I want to invite you to join me for my weekly radio show, Hailing Light. On OM Times Radio every Wednesday at 6 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. On Healing Light, we want to bring love, light, and blessings into your world. You can find out more about us at
2: www.healinglightonline.com. Blessings.
4: This is OTR FM, part of the IOM Radio Network.
2: Welcome back here listening to Inspired Conversations. I'm with Anita Myers. So Anita, in our last segment, I'd love to know, what does the title mean, the undercover superhero? <laughs> wow, there's so much to say about that. Uh, um I met my
3: publisher who um, I met her out doing a a radio show when I was promoting what it is I did for a living. And my publisher's name is Dolly Cortez, and her company is Rose Gold Publishing. And she, I had already tried to meet some other publishers in the past, and it just didn't seem to be the right fit, but she was someone that was willing to work with me according to the circumstances that I had. It was actually to look at a different book and turn it into something better. In my conversation with her, she got to know me. She talked with me, and I would share some stories with her here and there. And after a while, you know, she's looking at this old book that I had. It was a book project. And she had said to me, you know, I'm reading this, but I'm not hearing your voice. I, I don't hear you. But who I'm talking to on the phone is a completely different, amazing woman. I want to hear her. And one thing led to another, and this book slowly, this, this book that we are talking about now slowly got created. And we had this big authors meeting with her publishers. She had a meeting with a bunch of authors, and she had me there. And she, she quietly came over to me. And she said, you know, I saw this at a gift shop, and I had to give this to you. And it's this little, uh, you know how you have at an office, you're sitting at a desk, and there's that nameplate that says, like, what your physician is, a president or whatever?
5: This is a nameplate.
3: It says, the nameplate said, Undercover Superhero. And I looked at this, and I thought, Oh my goodness! And she, you know, she was such a she, an encouraging woman, and how she spoke to me very, very loving and caring. But she really was someone that uh, business wise, she was able to see some of the things that I didn't even see. And she gave me this. I looked at that, and it just really shocked me. I thought, "Oh my gosh!" Because I've been struggling on what would it, what would the name of this book be? I'm just dumping all this stuff out, all this good information from my heart, from my soul, from my mind. What was it going to be? And when I saw the title, I kind of gasped for like 3,000 reasons that were all good. But one of them was, I just found the name of my book. When she gave me that, yeah, That's like a knowing, that,
2: right? Not a, not a head decision. Yeah. It was a knowing. It was. And when
3: she gave this, this title to me, she says, you are an undercover superhero. You know, when you think of the undercover superhero, this is what, uh, this made me title it this way. There are the superheroes all around us. I always believed that. I always believed that when I got older and I learned about things, and I did my research and I was observing, you know, there's so many, you see it on, on, on social media anymore. You see people that are rescuing all the time, and you didn't expect them to. You see people that have powers that are helping others, and they didn't even know they were going to do that. These people, you know, they come into this world. All of us come into this world with immense levels of power and talent and ability, and you know what? We don't know that they're among us. So you're sitting, you know, on a bus and something goes wrong and the person next to you happens to be the one that could save you. You know, all these different circumstances that we could hear and that make us go, wow, when we hear that story. There are undercover superheroes around us. So the meaning of it is is we have superheroes within us. Every one of us have it. But maybe we're sitting in this undercover place. We don't always know what we're capable of giving. And once, you know, some of us do and some of us don't, but many of us don't. And for me, I didn't know what my, my my powers were to give to others at the level that I can give it. And any time I would talk to somebody and share a story or share my opinion or share my intelligence and what I know, education and whatnot, the inspiration that would come into them would be strong enough for them to make a change, and the change would be for good. So when I started looking at everything that I was writing and everything that I was doing and the impact I was making to people when they met me, when she said, you are this person, she gave me a name plate to put on my desk that was one of the best compliments I could have ever imagined ever getting and I couldn't just take that compliment For myself I have to offer that compliment through a book through words to others because I know that those people that are there suffering through what I suffered through or something close to it um, those that are fighting to just kind of they're being buried alive by the emotional dirt of others and they're just crawling out to find that light that they should be able to see this book and see that they also are undercover superheroes and if they can discover what those powers are and step into their own light that they'll see what that power is and then offer it to the next people that are looking for that too.
2: Mm, I love it. I love when stories, synchronicities happen like that because it's a knowing, right? When she shared that with you, you just knew. And it fits so perfectly, right, with the truth of we forgot we all were born and are here in the highest vibration. We are superheroes. We just forgot, so it's, there's also I felt another layer of the title, which is when we do our inner work to uncover our our unique superhero powers mm-hmm. right that's our, yeah. that's what we're all here for. We came' Absolutely. in as a superhero, we just have to do the inner work to clear the muck that's covering up our light, and I guess what all of us have the muck because we all have different life experiences. And we, we don't, if we're young and don't have the tools, which none of us do at that age, we then spend our adult years, if we're, if we're awake and conscious, doing the work to remove the muck. Mm-hmm. Like, I believe that's our only job in this world. Let yourself shine at your highest vibration. Do the work. Because as that's you do funny. it, you illuminate the path for everyone else.
3: Right. And, you know, uh, I know I wrote in the book that we're all superheroes that are pretending to be ordinary people. That's how I I feel so many people might not recognize that. But if they did, how much better could they be? If, you know, if if you if we all started recognizing that we're pretty amazing humans. I mean, just just the simplest thing of if you if you have a little scratch or a little cut how fast that actually heals. And it's, it's doing it on its own. In so many situations, you know, if we really look deep inside in our own system, in our own body, how often... There's a million deaths taking place in our body and a million rescues to make sure that we are healthy and we, we can get through the toxins, get through the illnesses, get through the bacterias. You know, we're doing this constantly, unconsciously. And, you know, we're still conquering life today, doing the many things that we're doing. And I always think to myself, if everyone really believed that they were ordinary, then it would make sense for why some of the things are happening in this world. But if they knew that they were actually extraordinary, how much better could this place be? And when you're filled with that, you naturally give. Once you're at capacity and all of your power, all you want to do is give to others. I know you know
2: that feeling because that's what you do. Exactly. It's almost like um, I always envision a spiral path with women walking on it. And there's some women further ahead on the spiral and some just entering the spiral. But each one's carrying a lantern. I believe it's our role to always do our inner work, always carry the lantern representing our own inner light, because as we heal and continue our journey, we're holding the light for those who are just getting on the path to find their way. No one on the spiral is above anyone else, right? Everyone's on equal, equal territory. They're walking the same path. Some just got a head start, but I believe we're all here to support others. And and so I th- I believe that we're called to heal our shit, so that we can be the best that we can be and make a difference in the lives of others. That's my personal belief system. So I always say to someone who says, well, I don't want to change her. I'm really struggling. I'm like, well, get out of your own way. Cause that's pretty selfish, right? You are here to do yeah. the inner work, even if it's uncomfortable, um, because it's not about you. Uh, and you know, I'm talking to that person. It's not about you. It's about the collective. So, we got to add to the light. So what a beautiful conversation we've had today. Is there, we have another 60 seconds. Is there a last minute piece of wisdom or a message you want to share at at our closing?
3: You know, uh, I guess if I could say anything, you know, I hope that, that, Anything that we've shared here can reflect the fact that every one of the listeners that are listening today, that they realize how much power they actually have within themselves and to take the time to look within, takes the time to pause, take the time to recognize how much you have to offer this world and that there are people in line waiting to hear from you, waiting to see your love, waiting to have you shine in your own light so that you may be able to give power to others that are really desperately looking for that. And I hope that they recognize that they are also undercover superheroes.
2: Oh, I love that. Thank you for that beautiful message. Now, I want to invite our listeners, those who are with us live today or are listening on a future replay episode I invite you to learn more about Anita's work at Innerscope365.com you'll learn about her work as well as her book The Undercover Superhero until next time my friends choose love, choose joy choose happiness
1: Thanks for listening to Inspired Conversations with publisher Linda Joy Join our sacred space every Tuesday at 2pm Eastern And meet leading female visionaries, empowering authors, heart-centered female entrepreneurs, coaches, and healers. Inspired Conversations with Linda Joy is a soulful venue where guests share the obstacles they've overcome, along with wisdom and lessons learned on their personal journey that led them to the transformational work they do in the world. Inspired Conversations to empower you on your path to authentic and soulful living.